0: Hello friends, welcome to the Simple Things Podcast. I am your host, Caroline Nichols, and today we have Jana May with us. She is a mom and she's awesome and I've known her since fifth grade. So she is here to share her story of her youngest child's NICU stay and just how that brought her deeper in her faith and I am super excited for you to listen in. So here we go. Hey, Jana, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Miss Caroline. I just wanted to bring you on here so that you could share your story just of how you've walked deeper in your faith over the past eight-ish years. Um, we've known each other for quite a long time. We went to middle school together and high school together, and... It hit me last week that I needed to have you on here to share your story because you are constantly inspiring me just with the way that you approach social media. You are posting, you post often about your faith, and you often post questions about, um, like uh, bringing people into conversation about the bible and i love that so much and so um and recently you shared a post just saying just how your journey with your son in particular is what brought you deeper into um into your bible study so um so that is the you know, in a nutshell, why I wanted to have you on. And so I'm super excited for you to share more um, just from your own mouth. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for thinking of me. I love whenever
1: I do, and we hadn't talked about that before, but whenever I do post, I love when I get messages. People who hadn't opened their Bible in years will tell me, you know, even if I didn't find the answer, I, I open my Bible And I love that. And it mostly, a lot of times it brings me to tears when I think of that. I love that. But Mm. yes, after we had Jackson, um, things lined up. A lot of things happened before we had Jackson, of course. I was baptized when I was 11, but I kept living life with no spiritual change. Um, Just going on as anybody would, um, you know, that doesn't have the Holy Spirit in them. Um, I ended up, I met my now husband and we were living together and my grandmother passed away and I had an awful dream that she set up from her casket and told me, you know, that she was disappointed in me and that if I didn't change my ways and how I was living, that I wasn't going to be where she was going. And I just remember still like the dread of that. And it got my wheels spinning and it really got me thinking about how I need to change my life. and. um. Me and Jesse, we went through some stuff and we had hard conversations. And I ended up moving back with my mom and dad at the time. And um, we never broke up or anything like that. We were still together. But a few weeks later, we found out that I was pregnant. And um, then we decided that it was a good time to get married and that, you know, this was going to work out and it was a good idea. Let's see. After I had Jessamay, who is our oldest, in 2016, I was still living with my mom and dad. I had, I have blood clotting disorders and stuff like that, so mm-hmm. I like to be. I liked. I wanted to stay there with my doctors who knew what was going on. Um, and Jesse was in upstate New York, and it was it's a crazy story the day that Jessamay was born, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Getting him, um, back here and everything because I had her at 35 weeks. But after I had her, I had the worst postpartum depression. I could not hold anything down. I couldn't make myself eat. And when I made myself drink water, um, it all came up. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to breastfeed so bad. And it was so hard um, because obviously if I'm not getting those nutrients and hydrating, then I'm not going to be able to breastfeed. So I was dry. Um, it, it never really came in for me. Um, and that really made it worse at the time. I feel like obviously I was going through something, but that just added to it. And I didn't know where else to turn, but I turned to my Bible. Um, And even though at the time I was still scared to be fully convicted of my Bible, I went verse by verse and I did devos. And that was a big step. Like I said, looking back from Jackson, I can see how mm-hmm. the spirit was moving in me and it, it took a series of years but um he got me there yeah. um so I did that for a while and um I really did that until a few days after Jackson was born um we got pregnant with Jackson the end of 2019 and of course he was a 2020 baby mm-hmm. he came 10 weeks early June 13th of 2020 and, um, at the time they told us that he had about 75% chance of surviving. So we were praying. I had bad preeclampsia, mm-hmm. so I was bad off too. Um, we were praying, um, my sisters still tell me that they went to my mom and dad's house with their husbands and my nieces and my nephew, who was only 19 days old at the time. Mm-hmm. And my aunts and uncles and some of my cousins came over and they were all praying together. And that was a big thing because, um, you know, at the time, everyone was still scared, really worried about COVID-19. And it was spreading really bad, especially that week, I remember. Um, But sorry to get off track. No, you're good. (laughs) Um, So let's see. I was talking about Jackson. I had preeclampsia. I also had interuterine growth restrictions. And they weren't aware of that until after I had Jackson. So basically they thought that he would be almost a four pound baby and he was two pounds, eight ounces when he was born. Oh, wow. Um, I remember listening and I didn't hear him crying and I could see him moving and stuff. I had a C-section, an Mm -hmm. emergency C-section because every time I had a contraction, his heart would stop. But um, I could see him moving and um, his lungs were just too tiny to make that cry Mm -hmm. Um, and then Later on, when we got into the room, I didn't get to see him for the first couple of days. But whenever I did get to spend time with him the first couple of weeks, he would just sound like a little kitten whenever he did cry. (laughs) But um, so we were praying and everything. And it was a scary time. And um, I already felt like, you know, I don't know if I have a prayer left in my body. Mm -hmm. He had gotten down. Within the first couple of days, he had gotten down to, I'm pretty sure it was a pound, eight ounces, one pound, eight ounces. And both of his lungs collapsed that day. And um, he, that was hard. They didn't really know what was going on. They had just taken x-rays. They were looking for brain bleeds and any other thing. Um, And apparently it happened right after the x-rays. So they weren't thinking that that was necessarily what was wrong. Um, So they figured it out after a couple of hours and they um, called us to ask us if we knew what free air was. And I was like, nope, but God gives me free air. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously it was not a joking matter. Um, I, I, I just had no clue what that was, but, um, basically it's the air that goes through your lungs, through the holes in your lungs. And it pressures, especially when you're so small, it pushes on your other organs. So his other organs were on the verge slash starting to shut down. And that's what was causing him, his body to seem like it was failing at the time. So, um, they did a needle procedure and the needle procedure worked for a few hours and then it didn't and he was a lot worse off for whatever reason they could have accidentally posted, poked another hole i don't know and i was never told um and sometimes that procedure just doesn't work and sometimes that's how that goes with the tiniest of babies you just never know so they called us and they told us that they would have to do an emergency chest tube and the chest tube I'm not sure if anyone's aware or not. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are, Mm -hmm. um, but most people haven't had one before. Basically the chest tube pulls the air out constantly. So it's not putting pressure on your other organs. And and that's just until the hole or holes in lungs killed themselves. Mm -hmm. The day that his lungs collapsed was, I think the first day that I was really able to go see him and spend time with him. I was having my, my own issues. Um, preeclampsia usually goes away after you have your baby, but mine seemed to get worse and it stuck around for the two months after we had Jackson. Oh, wow. Um, so everyone was pretty worried about me. Um, but I was worried about him and I wanted all the attention on him. I wanted the prayers on him. Um, and so something happened and The doctor, Jesse had asked the doctor, you know, what is going to happen if you don't do this or what he just wanted to know factually. Mm -hmm. And the doctor looked at him and said, if we don't do it, he's going to die. We need to do it now. And so they did. And we went back up to the room and things just seemed uncertain. You know, he had a procedure that just failed, that we were hopeful would work. And we thought that it was going to. We didn't know what to think. They had told us that the NICU is a roller coaster, and it is, especially with the itty bitty baby. But so I had to get up to my room to check my vitals, talk with my doctor, check in with the nurses and everything. And they knew what was going on with him. So they wanted you know, me in a calm situation, at least for a little while. <clears throat> and we saw, we got up to our room. And since I was going to be there so long, I was there for a total of 10, maybe 12 days, I can't remember. It was just all such a blur. They put us in the corner room at MCH here in um, Midland, Odessa, West Texas. And they call it the penthouse suite. And basically, it's reserved for moms, for moms who are either going to be there a long time or have babies in the NICU mm-hmm. who can stay a little longer. Um, and it was a huge room where the other rooms are itty bitty. But anyway, we look out the window and the whole room is lined with windows and it's on the very top floor of NCH, which it's not very tall. It's only five stories, <laughs> but we saw the most beautiful rainbow and on the way up, I was just praying and I said, God, I don't know if I have a prayer left in my body and if you can just take my thoughts and you just know my heart, Um, I don't want to talk about it right now and I don't want to think about it right now. I just want, if you're going to take him, I want you to take him quick. Um, but if you're going to let him live and let me be his mom here on earth, I want to be able to make his life a ministry. Mm. And so when I saw that rainbow, I just knew God had huge things in place for Jackson and his story. Um, and he does, and he's proven that. And, um, but the rainbow was just like, I don't know, it was so fulfilling at the time, a time where I didn't know that I would ever be fulfilled in that moment. And it lifted literal, a weight off of your shoulders. Maybe everyone has felt that, where you just, you're stressed about something and like your shoulders literally drag and God lifted that weight off my shoulders, I was able to just a few hours later, um, sit and I hadn't talked to my sisters and Jesse had only talked to my mom and dad because I didn't want to cry. I had had that emergency C-section and my blood pressure was so high. I, I didn't need to have that feeling of, you know, Mm -hmm. And I didn't need to sit there and sob, which is what I do when I cry. And I didn't, I don't know, whoever's had a C-section would understand that. You just, you don't want to do anything. You don't want to laugh, nothing. I was able to sit there and explain everything that had happened that day to my sisters. You know, we had a conversation. I didn't cry over it, um, which I was so scared to talk to them, like I said, because of that. Um, because at the time, I just couldn't work just sit there and cry. Um, uh, mm-hmm. my son needed me, and I needed to get well. Um, but it was so nice to talk to my sisters. My sisters are my absolute best friends.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I know they wish they could have been there with me, and I wish they could have been there with me too. Um but it was twenty twenty so even if they were here, they couldn't have done anything.
0: yeah,
1: um, Jessime stayed with our good friends down the road who's um <clears throat> excuse me, her husband is actually an o b at Midland, um, not Midland, sorry, medical center. And, uh, he's one of our sweet friends too. And he was there and he would check in on us. And while I mm-hmm. was in the NICU at nighttime, when I came home to be with Jess and Jesse, he would check in on him. He would let me know how he was doing and everything. And, um, just tell me that I was doing a good job and encourage us. Mm-hmm. And that was super sweet. I'm so grateful for them. Um, cause it was so hard. Yeah. During 2020, you got to leave your baby.
0: Oh, I can't oh, she imagine. Was three at the
1: time, oh, um, oh, wow. Have yeah. one on the NICU, but it worked out just how it was supposed to. Um, and yesterday, not yesterday, sorry, but Monday they announced that Jackson will be the um for Children's Miracle Network. He's the champion child of West Texas. Uh, for 2024, so basically, we're going to team up with Children's Miracle Network, and um, His Face will be on all of their advertisements, you know, everywhere that they collect money. I'm sure we've all been, you know, Walmart, Sam's, and stuff like that, and we're so excited about that, but um, even before that part of our ministry came into our lives, we've done, um, we do lots of things for the NICU nurses, Christmas, Nurses Weeks, just random times. We'll take them treats, candy, the gift cards. We um, take, uh, Jackson has a Bible ministry and we take um, every year on the day that he is discharged, excuse me, was discharged. So on July 26th of every year, we take 40 two Bibles to the NICU. Sometimes it's more, but we try to get 42 and they're the little baby Bibles. And so we hope that that, you know, encourages some families. And I hope that that's helpful just to have something, a
0: memory. Yes. So 42, that's the number of days he was in the NICU, right?
1: He was in there for 42 days. They expected him to be in there for three months. Um, And my OB is the best at gauging that stuff. My OB here, he's amazing. I'm so grateful for him. He saved my life and he saved Jackson's life. Um, And so that was just like, I don't know. There had probably been 50 miracles by then, but that was a big miracle that Jackson got to come home when he did. We were so grateful for that. And um, I didn't know how I was going to make, his, I was kind of worried and it could have been an empty promise. I didn't know how I was going to make the experience in his life, a ministry, but God planted seeds in my soul, just love for the NICU mom because yeah. nobody knew how to support me. Um, and so people just stayed away. And that was yeah. hard besides my sisters and my mom and dad, that was hard. And now looking back, I can see, like, you don't know what to say and you don't right. want to bug. You think you're bugging people, but I needed constant, someone constantly checking in on me to know that they love, you know, loved, cared yeah. and wanted to know that everything's okay. So whenever a, a mom in my life has a baby in the you that's what I do because that's what I wanted. And um, what else is there? I I also wanted, as part of, you know, making Bubba's life a ministry, I wanted to know every word in the Bible, forward and backwards. Yeah. And I wanted to be a kingdom grower. I pray every day and I prayed before that Bubba's a kingdom grower and that um, his life makes a difference. And if just one person comes to Christ because they heard his story or my side of the story, you know, that would be it would make it all worth it if, um, you know, we get to sit down and talk to a family or just do this podcast
0: Mm -hmm. with
1: you. I'm so happy that you invited me on because I love sharing his story. Um, I love finding new ways for his story to grow the kingdom because that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. And I can see how after I had Jackson, every little step in my life, came down to, you know, that moment, having him, and going through that, everything made sense, and it wasn't God saying, I know now, it wasn't God saying, this is your final destination, right. but it was God saying, this is a spiritual fork in the road for you, you're going to go this way, but you could have gone this way, yeah. and this way is so much closer to me, and that's where I want to be, and um, mm-hmm. so... I knew I had always been scared to dig deep in my Bible and be convicted. I didn't want to know what was in there. I, I grew up and I always went to church. We never missed a service. Um, and even, you know, when I was living with Jesse, I would go to church and I never missed a service. But as I thought that the verses and devos were good enough, but I wasn't all in for Jesus. And Mm -hmm. that's such a cliche, cliche saying, but, I really feel like I did not have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And sometimes a big life event will change you. um, And hopefully most of the time it brings us closer to God. I know sometimes, you know, it could have been easily where I lost Jackson and that that could have been a different thing. Life could have been different, but I know God did it all for a reason. And, um, people think that I'm crazy when I say this, but I'm so grateful that I had my son 30 weeks early and I'm so grateful for everything that he's been through. Um, and it's not just having him early. He, he was having from the time he was born until he was 18 months, he had shakes. He would just intensely shiver for a few minutes. And they told us that that was normal for a preemie baby that, that small. And that if it kept on going after 18 months that they would check into it. And so of course it did keep going and they got checked, they checked into it. Um, they diagnosed him with epilepsy originally. Um, mm-hmm. And I told them if he was going to be on medicine, I wanted to know for sure. Um, and so he's had a few EEGs. So like check on the um, brain waves hmm and um nothing's ever come back so that's not epilepsy so we got in with a really good neurologist and he has we found out from the neurologist that he has a deletion on his 16th chromosome that besides the seizure-like activity which we found out is a tremor and four or five different sub-tremors um that that's the only thing that really has affected this deletion Um, so far there can be different things and he did have um, pretty severe delays in his milestones the first couple of years but I didn't mind he got to be a baby for a little bit longer and I got to soak in what I missed (laughs) out on you know it yeah so that was fine and I wasn't really in a rush but once we really found that out everything kind of made sense and it was just God like putting another stone there that just made sense I like to call them memorial stones I'm big on um, you know, the Torah, as some people call it, but mm-hmm. the first five books of the Bible, I love to look for little memorials and stuff like that that they place. Sweet. Um so I think of everything looking back as just a memorial stone in my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Of course, not a physical one, but um oh I love so that. I've,
0: I love I've that really visual.
1: I've really grown to love. The call of conviction, since I've been reading my Bible, God's convicted me to change a lot of things that I never thought that I would ever change. I used to listen to a radio show in the morning. I don't know if I should say it or not, but I used to listen to Bobby <laughs> Bones every morning. Yeah. Every morning. And we have me and Jesse. Life has taken us all over the country. Um, and Bobby Bones was always there like I could listen to him. He was on the radio um, and he made it feel like home when he was in Nashville and I was everywhere else. Yeah. Um, but just last summer, he talked down um, about David and Goliath and it made me feel some kind of way. And then his co-host um, talked about her son, went to church camp the whole summer and he came home and he was feeling convictions and he asked, he had asked her if he could listen to different music when they were in the car. And she said something, I forget the exact quote, but she said, when is life going to go back to normal? And I thought, Oh man, why would you ever want your life to go back to normal? If it meant being away from Christ. And I realized that day that I, it was something that I didn't need in my life. And so I fill that void with Bible study Um, and, you know, listening to spiritual songs and just prayer, getting closer to God. And (laughs) that conviction has also changed my life because I've had so much more time to get closer to God. Yeah. So much more time to like, think about what I could do to be closer to God. And Mm -hmm. it's just life changing just to have that extra time where before, I wouldn't have found that extra time.
0: Right. Oh, that's so good. Um, I do want to know, before we wrap things up, but just what are some things that got you through that time, especially when Jackson was in the... Nick, you and um, because that's that's incredibly traumatic. Like that's, oh, like <laughs> we've experienced some traumatic um, events, like with with our kids, but like nothing. I mean, like nothing compared to you know a Nick you stay where you're, you know, where where you're really to the point of not knowing whether or not your child is going to live. Um, and so, oh, so yeah. So what, what are some, um, maybe like scriptures or, um, just prayers, like what, what all, what all carried you through? Definitely. Well, I love,
1: love, love reading to the kids and I, um, I read them, just in case you ever wonder, which is a book about um a parent whose whole purpose in life is getting their kid to heaven. Yeah. And I absolutely love that. And it's a, a children's book. Mm-hmm. Everyone should go out and
0: buy it. <laughs>
1: Especially re- if you have little
0: My mom read that to me a lot as a oh, kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so
1: glad. And we also read on the night you were born and It's Time to Sleep, my love. Those were our Three of our favorites, but I mean, we read all the time. But scriptures that I would just say out loud and say into my say to myself, and that I just have written on my heart: James one two, count it all joy, brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. James one twelve, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test of time. Sorry, I might cry. He mm-hmm. will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love Him. Romans, Romans five three, more than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Um, so many, but First Peter four twelve through fourteen, beloved, don't be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test, as though something strange were happening to you. Um, it just those were the verses that really, um, you know provided me steadfastness and told me, you know, this, this is going to be okay. God has a big plan for it. Yeah. Um, there are so many more, but those are the ones off the top of my head. Um, yeah. so.
0: Oh, it's just, Oh, I, I think these trials, the the trials that we hit in our lives, I feel like a lot of times we can like they either make or break us and, and like, you know, we're, we're only promised trials, like that's, I mean, there's so much discussion on trials throughout scripture and, um, I don't know. I, I just, it's, it's encouraging to know that you know, the expectation is, is that there, there will be joy found in the trials when we're yes. willing to find it you know yes. like
1: I don't pray for I don't pray to experience I do pray for conviction mm-hmm. um because like I said I've l- grown to absolutely love the call of conviction and how God can change a believer yeah but I don't pray for trials um yeah. but they do come mm-hmm. and since I've had Jackson I can see the true joy that comes with them. And people might think I'm crazy, but maybe, hopefully, a lot of people just haven't been where I have been. But God, God had a big plan for me, and it it was just over thirty years, a lot of change. And I mean, I'm 33 now, so really, 33 years worth of change. And He's still molding me. I'm by far not perfect. Mm. Um, he's still working on me, and He will until He calls me home.
0: Mm. Amen. Amen. Um, well, I think that this is probably a good place to start or to stop, not start. A <laughs> good place to stop. Um, I'm so glad that you came on to share your story. It's Thank you so much for started. having me and letting
1: me share. Like I said, I just, I want it to be a ministry and whoever it's going to touch, I want to be able to share it on many different platforms
0: yeah i love that thank you thank you so i actually had not heard the in-depth version of her story before asking Jana to come on the podcast so it was an absolute pleasure to be able to listen to it straight from her heart and just hearing her wisdom And just what she's gained through the trials that she has been through and just her heart for wanting to be convicted. I just, I gained a lot from that. And lately, um, in the Bible study that I'm in it has been brought up just like the idea of dying to self, which is so just incredibly countercultural. And, um, and Jana did a really great job of bringing that to life and just showing exactly what she meant by that. Like, like her example of, you know, she felt that Listening to Bobby Bones was not, um, didn't align with her values anymore. And um, I don't know. I just think that it's important to constantly be, you know, just allowing the Holy Spirit to renew us and, um, and convict us and help us to repent and, you know, change course and um, just be refined regularly, daily like, what can I do to change, you know, and become more like Jesus every day and the little things and the big things, but the little things add up to the big things. So, um, I just, oh, uh, I loved, I love talking to Jana. I've so enjoyed reconnecting with her. I have been talking to her just about every day since we, since we had, um, since we interviewed for this podcast. And so, And That has just been a sweet blessing to me, and I hope that it has blessed you hearing our conversation. And I hope that you just have the most wonderful day, and we will see what's next. See you next time on the Simple Things Podcast. Goodbye.